Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. It's November 2nd, 2023, and I'm going crazy over this recent announcement. If we don't, if we don't have enough problems as it is with bees, there's been this announcement that they have this new vaccine to help bees with American fowl brood, and the Canadian government, as well as the U.S. government, has approved it for use with honeybees. Now, if you follow the podcast, you know that not too long ago I had COVID, as did Mary, and, you know, it was about a four-day cold, and it was gone, but I had taken last year the vaccines, just like every dutiful person, I also got other shots because I'm older, I guess. But, you know, I'm never doing that vaccine again, ever. I don't care what they say. And I think most people are saying the same thing because I feel kind of duped and conned by the whole thing. I had COVID initially in December when it before it was even announced. I know now because of all the symptoms I had, I got it on a plane. And I've had it three or four times since. And um, anyway... When I heard about the vaccine for honeybees in American fowl brood, I thought, well, this is just another insane way to make money. Because when you do the research, if you look at the articles that are written, and probably the best was from um, uh, Marla Spivak and Gary S. Reuter at the Department of Entomology at the University of Minnesota. Now, it's Big Ten. I went to Michigan State, so you got to love, love a Big Ten article. But this was published some 22 years ago, okay? 22 years ago, they found that honeybees who were more more prone to hygienic behavior not only treated themselves but took care of the problem and uh, had no problem with American fowl brood. Now, what concerns me to no end is that we're adding all these, you know, we know that bees are very susceptible to changes genetically by their environment. So when you add this stuff, you're going to do a bunch of things. Number one, it's the design is so that it's taken in through the food so that the queen eventually gets the vaccine and it alters her, uh, the genetic, or they say it's not, but you and I both know. Uh, for that to happen, and bees are so susceptible to that, where it, it turns the food turns on and off different things in their genetics. Part of the language is just mess them up. And so then we're going to have millions of bees out there who become more and more stupid because they won't need to learn to pull out the diseased brood. Because like idiots, we've treated them thinking we're going to help. And not, all, not even considering the fact that the American fowl brood contaminant that causes the disease, whether you believe it's spores or some other version of it, will probably become somewhat more immune to whatever we're doing and create a super level, as we've seen with antibiotics in children, which will mean we'll even have more problems. And, and, I, and I go back to one of the things that always pops into my mind when I got my first batch of bees some five years ago that had been treated over and over, and a number of them were swarming on the ground. 
and I've talked about this before. They were stupid. They were just stupid bees. They're, they're, they were swarming on the ground. Now, because you and I both know when bees swarm, they're full of honey, and they don't really sting you much, so they're susceptible to attack by any animals. They'll often be in a cluster when they swarm overnight. So let's think of skunks and anybody else who wants can probably go in and take them out. Just stupid bees. We've created these. This is our human mistake. So my concern, of course, is that with this dumb vaccine, which is designed to just save the bees, they say, it's going to cause all kinds of problems with the bees as far as genetics and learning and helping them cope with what they're facing and on their own probably eliminate this disease. Now, a bigger question, because we hear this all the time, just like with human health care. You know, why do we buy all these arguments? Why do we just say to ourselves, well, it's approved by the government, so it must be a great thing to do. It's approved, so it must be safe. It's approved, so it's good for the environment. They even used it. I read one article on this recent um, release that says it's an organic keeping because it's, it's like organic. Like, are you serious? Like, what, it, what is, so, so basically what you're going to do is you're going to destroy the public's confidence in what they mean by organic, let alone that the term honey doesn't really mean anything when you think of what can be added to it, taken from it, and you buy it in the supermarket. So I think that, you know, this is consistent with what's happening in every facet of our world. We're looking for quick outs. We think we can actually solve problems that we can't solve. And we're going to mess up things because of it. And I think if, if um, here on the farm we're somewhat isolated, that we don't have as many bees floating around as other areas. But if someone were to bring in tons of bees, say set up an apiary a few miles away, that was full of bees that had been vaccinated for foul brood, we probably should not even think of having any more bees here because they will inevitably be contaminated genetically with this other stuff that's going to be out there, and eventually they'll all die. Now, I could argue with you, and you could say, well, that's not true, they'll be healthier. Well, that's not going to happen. You and I both know that. You'll be, you know, when you think of drones, I remember when I first got involved with bees, there was this distaste and absolute hate for drones, drone bees. You know, you're supposed to cut them out. You're supposed to, you know, uh, not encourage your beehives. That's like swarming. You're, not, you're supposed to not encourage your bees to produce drones. And then we learned that drones are extremely important in maintaining the temperature and humidity of a hive during the summer and early fall months. And, of course, they're also important for genetics. For the trans, you know, the transfer of um, the the generation, and obviously mate with queens, and and the health of the drone is very important in the quality of what the queen gets to allow her to continue to propagate the species. But the other thing that we've we've done when we've told people to eliminate drones is the varroa mites love to get into drone cells where the larvae are being formed for drones. Now, that's where the bees, the worker bees, practice pulling them out, and we've seen it in all our hives, pulling them out because they're contaminated with a varroa mite larvae. Now, think, common sense, what happens when you deprive bees of the opportunity to learn that behavior? They don't learn it. They don't 
ever figure it out because if you want a lot of practice, practice on drone brood. That's where you're going to see a lot of mites, more so than in workers. There's also some discussion is, is mites will be in the drone brood but not in the worker brood as much if you have drone brood. And there's all kinds of other common sense reasons. The bottom line is bees seem to survive and figure it out if we leave them alone. So if you want to use the vaccine, knock it out. Just don't, don't move around here. And just remember that within some years, fowl brood will become an incredible problem because the bees will be really stupid. Those that survive, they won't understand how to do it on their own because we, again, will deprive them of that opportunity to learn. And we know that one year in a hive is 500 human years. Three years is 1,500 so by depriving the bees of learning how to manage fall brood, as we discovered in 1999, ladies and gents, and now we're going to um, say, well, we're going to solve a problem that really doesn't exist. Fall brood, in fact, is a symptom of hives that haven't been allowed to maintain their health on their own. And let's just take a quick think of what else that reminds us of. When you look at COVID, the majority of the folks who had difficulty with COVID had other pre-existing conditions, including obesity, out of shape, not working out, and other medical conditions they had no control over. So when we see fowl brood taking out hives, they're hives that are generally weak to start with and have not had the opportunity to learn on their own how to engage in this hygiene behavior we talk about and other ways to keep themselves healthy. We as humans, pardon language, have screwed this up. So I'm not sure this sort of communicates how I feel about it, but you do what you got to do. I'm just saddened by this whole thing, and I'm saddened by the fact that, like sheep, we all follow. Just like we did with COVID. Science told us different things. The true science, forget what political party, forget what you thought about. There really wasn't good peer-reviewed literature out there to, to support what we were doing. We were all panicking, and that's fine. You do what you have to do at the time. But this, this follow-brood issue with our honeybees... The solution was written about in 1999 and had nothing to do with humans. Unfortunately, just like sheep, we're going to follow, and I'm sure there'll be hate emails flying and people will be banned from different sites because they're going to ask questions about this and so on. Um, on a good note, uh, we're going to get a burst of warm weather on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm hoping to get out with the camera and get some shots of the bees and see what they're doing. The uh, thermostats tell us that the... This is really interesting. I was I was walking around yesterday, and it was probably about 3 degrees Celsius. It's pretty cold. And north wind was blowing. Most of the highs were all tucked in, except two seemed to be going out and doing things. One was the late Warre Hive swarm that we caught right near the end of the summer middle end of the summer and then the other was another hive that just seemed to be doing its thing and i, I don't understand because the wind was blowing and it was out just bees were coming and going obviously going to the bathroom and i don't know if there's any workers left in uh, november 2nd in uh, 
cold Ontario, but something's going on. And hope to get more information on that on Friday and Saturday and Sunday when we get some more opportunities to use our camera. In the meantime, please read the science. Whatever you're going to do uh, with your bees, make your own decision. If you want to use a vaccine with your bees, that's great. Go ahead. I just, in reading the literature and seeing what we're doing with our bees, believe now that one of the most important things we should do with our bees is no harm, and often that means leave them alone. This is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm. You have an amazing week, and hopefully, like myself, you're excited about uh, what's happening in your, uh, on your area with your bees and excited about looking forward to the upcoming spring. You have an amazing day, and we'll talk soon. So if you could do me one big favor before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, you know, pass it around. Let's get as many people listening and talking about honeybees and what we're doing at the Wildflower Bee Farm. So just hit subscribe. Remember, you can also go to our YouTube channel. We have uh, longer videos there that we post regularly, as well as our Instagram account. Have an amazing day.